Welcome to the Marlborough Monday Espresso podcast. It's the 11th of July today. Lots to speak about this week, and chief among those would be what's going on in UK politics, with Boris announcing his resignation. Raj, so far this week, or last week, we saw actually fairly little reaction in the markets. Yes, it's certainly increased the level of uncertainty with regards to who will be the next leader, and also, will there be a general election? So politically, a very dramatic week, but for financial markets, very little reaction, as you said. And that's because a large share of the UK stock market has global operations, and this news has hardly any effect on globally operating companies. For domestically operating companies, the impact is unclear. Yeah, it seems like tax is shaping up to be the big issue that the leadership battle is going to be fought on. So perhaps as we move forward, some potential for some impact on growth, on the cost of living, on inflation and so on. You mentioned, though, how much of the FTSE 100, at least, earns offshore. Now, we've got sterling close to a two-year low at the moment, and that's actually a positive for UK markets. That's correct. So when those overseas earnings get translated back to sterling, that actually benefits companies' operating profits, and two-thirds of FTSE earnings are generated offshore. Yep, two-thirds, some say even more than that. But certainly the UK doing well, or UK PLC doing quite well out of the weaker sterling at the moment. Also, UK equity markets boosted by the fact that just structurally they're in the right place. So the index, the FTSE 100, has a very large share of companies in the energy space. Oddly enough, those won't have done all that well last week with oil dipping below 100 for the first time in quite a few months. So we have fears of recession, obviously, banding about at the moment. So this pulled the oil price down below $100 a barrel at the beginning of the week. But you actually saw a rebound towards the end of the week. So oil ended around $105 a barrel. This was because we had some good data out in the US. So the jobs report came out, so unemployment data. So if we drill into that, the unemployment data is basically saying there's no recession in sight. But the question is, have markets got that wrong? What you saw, 372,000 new jobs were generated during the week. Unemployment stayed at 3.6%. But if you look into the data, you'll see that there's a couple of other things happening. So you'll see that wage growth is slowing, job openings are declining, and job quits are declining. And we haven't really seen that data filter through yet. So there could be some weakness in store going forward on the jobs front. Certainly one of the big issues that the Fed is tackling is the strength, the heat in the jobs market is one thing they do feel they need to cope to avoid runaway inflation. So the question really is, can the economy achieve a soft landing? Can we get inflation under control without heading into recession? And perhaps the market a little bit buoyed by the fact that actually jobs are still okay and perhaps you know, despite some of the moves that we've already seen on the interest rate front, the economy still able to handle those interest rate hikes. Just a word of warning, so we did see a fairly strong rally in US equities certainly and mostly around the world last week. Is this though another bear market rally? We've seen in March, we've seen in May and June, strong rebounds off the bottom, only then to fall lower. So the question is, can this rally persist? Now, one word of warning is that credit markets last week didn't follow through. Now, typically, credit markets being a risk market, you would see them move in tandem with the equity market. Last week, though, credit markets not really rallying as we saw equity markets rally. 
So just some, some question marks still, as always, around the future trajectory of markets, the future trajectory of interest rates and inflation and growth. That takes us then to looking at the week ahead. Yes, and I think this will be important in answering those question marks because we get company earnings in the US, so we get Q2 earnings. And if we look at expectations, companies are expected to grow their earnings by 4.1%. Now we know that companies like to hold a bit of information back and they try to surprise with their earnings results. And if you look at the average beat on those earnings or the average surprise on those earnings, generally, if you look back over the last 10 years, Companies have surprised by 5.5% on the upside, so beating those expectations by an additional 5.5%. So if that's the case, that would put earnings on you know, a continued strong footing, but markets will be looking for any signs that inflation impacts those earnings and we get earnings which are weaker than expected. So that'll be a key focus for investors over the course of the coming weeks. As always, lots to watch this week and the weeks and months ahead. We hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.